one of the best things that my team has started doing is really embracing the quarterly goal setting model so that when we set those priorities for the month, even though it's uncomfortable for me to have good ideas and for my team to tell me no, it's really helpful for us to really stick to what we said 30, 60, 90 days ago was the plan. And then once that's over and we're looking how to improve the next quarter, then we can go back to my don't do yet list and see what are good contenders. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I'm really honored and excited to have a guest who is someone I admire, who I love calling a friend. And every time we get on, we always end up talking and forgetting like we are actually here to actually do something or talk about something because we just get into a conversation and then all of a sudden it becomes this incredible conversation. So I finally said, why don't we get on a podcast and let everybody else hear what we talk about? I'm talking about Joey Vitale. Did I say your last name right? I should always ask you. You nailed it. You I nailed, nailed it. it. Yes. See, this is that name that you just love to say over and over and over again, because it's like you get to be like Joey Vitale. And, and Joey is a trademark attorney, but he's not just any trademark attorney. He also is known as a brand legitimizer. Say that 10 times. He works with online entrepreneurs who are emerging thought leaders and course creators, um, just like myself. And with his law firm and his courses, Joey helps online business owners call legal dibs on their brand name and signature methods so they never have to worry about losing their brand overnight. In fact, he helped us with ours. HH is legitimately owned by Courtney and myself because he helped us to legitimately own H2H. So we now get a TM at the end of HH and we hold the certificate for it. Um, Joey's helped thousands of entrepreneurs and has spoken all over the country to help businesses and, and owners stay safe and thrive. So Joey, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to uh, dive in and talk about all the good things that you do and and the, just the way you show up in the world. Brian, thank you so much for having me. This is, this is the highlight of my week right here. Well, it's only Monday. So let's see. Uh, I'll check back in on Friday and see if, if that still sticks. But thank We've you done so much. this before. I know my chats with you are the highlights of the week. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Well, let's just dive right in. Um, I'm going to ask you right away, uh, what's one thing that felt small at the time? but ended up being a big shift for you in your life? You know, I, I love this question because when I think about my answer to it, I think about you right away, actually, Brian, which is uh, learning how to trust people more and how to default to this mindset of just assuming people are good people and they'll follow through on what they said they were going to do. Because as a lawyer in law school, they really jam all of these worst case scenarios down your throat. And 
so many law firm owners that I know and attorneys, including myself, have a real big trust problem. And I, I was fortunate enough to see you on the stage at least once, hopefully more, uh, now that COVID restrictions are being lifted and things. But I remember that was a huge part of what you talked about when I saw you on stage. I, you probably did. Uh, I'm not here just to schmooze on Brian, but this is, this is true. Like you gave one of my most memorable speaking experiences when you had us go through that exercise of giving your phone to somebody else unlocked. Remember that? I do. That was at uh, social media world. I loved that experiment so much. And I, there were a couple of moments in the very beginning of my like business owner journey where I, where I made that little shift to, you know, I'm just going to trust, I'm just going to default to trusting this person more. And when I look back over the past, geez, five years, I guess now, I think that has been one of the biggest secret weapons to the growth that my team and I have seen. Wow. What is it about trust uh, that stuck out for you as a shift? I think one of the things that stands out to me the most is that so much of the lack of trust is due to me overthinking. And again, as a lawyer and a business owner, it's so easy for me to feel like I'm spiraling. And I found that just trusting people is a really great way to quiet that voice inside your head. Mm, That's... That's interesting. I, I'm having kind of like a little bit of a mini epiphany that I hadn't heard that before. That trust quiets kind of the saboteur voice. Um, and uh, I'm, can you walk me through what what did the process look like to, yeah. to letting go? Well, there were. I think when I started the business, there were there were small things that I started doing. Like I brought on a VA. I decided to reach out to some mentors and and people and say, here's where my business is really at. Ignore what I'm saying on social media and all my highlight reels. Here are thy struggles. Can you help me? But but the real moment for me was about a year into running my business where uh, we we pushed pretty hard, hit a certain revenue goal. I had the beginnings of a team. And then I had a series of very, very extreme panic attacks, which I had never had before. Uh, my heart really goes out to people that have legitimate panic attacks because I now can relate to that crazy feeling that you are certain that you're about to die. And I went through this very rare but significant three-week journey in a hospital. Or we weren't exactly sure what was going on. Uh, I should just say, for the record, I'm totally fine now. Uh, They identified that there was a problem that's pretty unique to my body where I react pretty strongly against most anxiety medications. 
So for weeks, they were trying to give me different medications to treat the attacks, and it was only making it worse. But there was a moment during this this really big fear for, for my life, for my family that had flown into Chicago, for the business that had just started. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I... I can't, I, I'm only a year into this business and I can't keep running it the way that I'm running it because there's a good chance that if I get super stressed out again, or even a little bit stressed out again, frankly, I might wind up back in the hospital. And I remember, uh, again, a couple of weeks after that, I was in outpatient therapy talking with one of the doctors and they said, Joey, we know you run a business. We know you went through this very extreme month. But it's going to take a while for your brain to rewire itself from the trauma here. And we know this is easier said than done. But for the sake of your body, you have to create a stress-free business. And... As I was struggling with what that meant, and I was talking with my team, I thought back to when I was in the hospital, and I didn't have a choice. I had to just give my team more access to things to have the business run. And they stepped up and delivered. And I realized that, yeah, there might be cases where I get burned in the future by trusting people too much. But it is a far better and more effective way to live than just assume that you can trust people. And that might sound weird coming from a lawyer, but it's been true for me. I, well, first and foremost, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, you're not alone. And I suspect there's a lot of people that need to hear that on so many levels, not just the anxiety, um, which I too suffer uh, from at times. Uh, and what an interesting time coming out of, uh, you know, just even this, this, uh, pandemic, um, and, and, and having to trust, uh, on so many levels. And then also looking back at how everyone starts their business and how everyone, uh, or, and or inside of a business, um, and how they, how trust comes up, um, as well as our mental health and how that, uh, plays along in the, in the entire journey, um, as as you uh, have have changed and morphed now, looking back, what was what was one of the Kilimanjaros in your life? A mountain, a, a huge mountain that you had to climb that you you now look at and you go, "Wow, I I did that." Mm. Well, I think from from where I was at, the mountain looked like. Here's the goal, Joey. Build a business so you can eventually take a week off. Like totally unplug for a week. And as my team and I were getting closer to that mountain, we realized that that goal wasn't quite strong enough to give us that outcome of the stress-free business that we wanted. And so once we hit me being gone for a week, we realized that the rest of my team would really benefit from having that kind of a system around them as well, where they can take time off 
And and now we're at a place where the the team is trying to to get better and better at okay, here's everybody's roles in the business, but here's everybody's plan B roles that they fill into when so-and-so goes on maternity leave. And and it's this bigger mountain of uh, being able as a team to step up and get all of the things done for the business when certain individuals are pulled out temporarily. And that's been a multi-year journey, but it is... We're, we're starting to get to a place now where I think we're maybe six months away from having uh, myself only have to work about five hours a month on the law firm. That's it? Yeah. So isn't that like better than the five-hour work week? Yeah, it's a five-hour work month. And what's, what's great about it too is it goes back to trust. You know, my, my team, which is... They're fantastic they don't work as well as they can work if I am in all of the rooms all the time, bringing up my ideas and slowing things down and adding in new priorities every week to things. So the, the, the cadence of me kind of being the, at the hour by hour level in the business to so the day by day to the week by week, you know, we're getting clearer and clearer on thinking about things in terms of quarters and, and, and years now, which is crazy when you think about where my business was just a couple of years ago. Wow. This is like mind blowing. Uh, the level of what trust has created for you. Um, but it you you make it sound uh, and i don't i don't want to take away from all the hard work that you put in to get yourself to where you're at because it sounds it sounds both easy it sounds easy uh and hard at the same time what would you define as the 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 biggest challenges to overcome in in putting all those things in place to getting to what could be 5 hours a month yeah. One of the things that's that's tough is uh, it can feel very indulgent to act in your business and to put more hours in. And and getting better and better at holding my tongue and saying, oh, I don't need to be in these meetings. And I am just going to let this person not only get it done, but figure out how to get it done. So, so that active closing of my mouth <laughs> has been a struggle. And then also making time to debrief how things are going. And I have a coach who always says, trust, but verify. And I thought she came up with it. <laughs> but that, that was something that I, That's that has funny. Be- become a bit of a mantra for me is, you know, we really do want to create this really clear and powerful degree of trust in the company. Um, and we want to make sure that we are creating check-in periods. Interesting. So, you know, the, the there's a there's a couple different things there that that we could unpack. And the the thing that stands up the the most for me is you've got a coach. 
Um, and I love that. I lo- how, how is that experience for you? And how does that bring you through? How has that worked for you? Oh, it's been incredible. I, I think that the topic of having a coach is an interesting one because I think that I've got several coaches, some of whom don't call themselves coaches or who I'm not paying. Uh, but it, it's really anybody who I have a relationship with who asks me really good questions about my business, I consider a coach. Like Brian, Brian every time you and I talk, I'm like, man, Coach Brian is the best. So you have a lot of... Uh, sounds like you have a lot of... You've collected and... And, and, and thank you, by the way, I appreciate that. Um, it sounds like you've collected, uh, some really amazing people in your life that you can tap into kind of like an advisory, uh, group of people that, you know, you know, who to go to for what, so that you, you can build and grow yourself and your business. Yeah. And, and I like the way you worded that of who you can go to for what, because I feel like some people, and I made this mistake a lot in my business is I get to a point where I really am not trusting myself. And so I will have a, a number of different coaches that I try and get their perspective on something before I move forward. And more often than not, I think that that is not helpful because it complicates what your idea for the next action is. And so I am very, very grateful for that advisory board that I have, but I also been becoming more mindful of not wanting to totally crowdsource different things and having a sense of, okay, I would want to, I would want to go to this person with this concern that I have or this idea. How did that come up for you? Do you, you're, you're a, you're a connector uh you love to connect with people how do you how do you find people how do you connect with people and and start to bring bring in these different perspectives and views and 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 do this that's that that's a superpower almost i i think a big part of it was i guess you could say i'm a big teacher's pet but i i really can very easily join someone's program, see how powerful their way of doing something is, and then try and execute on that as much as possible to be the the A student in the in the course group. And what what I found over time is that you know there's no one course, although maybe an exception with the one that you have, Brian, of a course that can solve all of your problems, right? And so what what I had to kind of dig myself out of eventually was having one course that was great, but it created this new problem or it didn't totally answer this topic. And so I got a new course. And a lot of those course creators and instructors, I also see as coaches. And I had to be careful because... I was starting to invest in programs that were pulling me in different directions. You got overcoursed. Yeah. And it can be very, how can I say this? It can be very heavy, especially if you take the intentions of the course owners out of it. When you're receiving market, marketing from different types of courses that you then buy, 
that tell you that you're stuck because you've been doing something wrong. And their course is the key to fixing it. It can very easily feel like there is one way for your business to succeed. And it is some weird mosaic of all of these courses. And you have to get it totally delicately right or else it's not going to work. At what point do you trust yourself and not the courses and use what you know? Oh, that's a really that's the question, right? And and I think for me it's been when I look at my team's accountability chart and I look at the roles that I'm trying to get myself out of. When I feel like I've gotten to a point that I can I have consumed and studied or listen to somebody on this one topic enough to educate someone on my team about it, then I feel like I've gotten to a point where I've done the the synthesis there and the decision-making, and then hopefully can now shift to that person on my team, building them from being, uh, you know, comprehending the topics to being a master at themselves so that they can make decisions on it and move forward. Got it. So the... The passing of knowledge combined with trust equals um, equals uh, um, kind of, I guess the word that's coming up for me is uh, the freedom to yeah. move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing too is, if there's a third element to it, I think it's the editing out of everything else and committing to trying something for a certain period. And one of, the, one of the best things that my team has started doing is really embracing like the quarterly goal-setting model so that when we set those priorities for the month, even though it's uncomfortable for me to have good ideas and for my team to tell me no, it's really helpful for us to really stick to what we said 30, 60, 90 days ago was the plan. And then once that's over and we're looking how to improve the next quarter, then we can go back to my don't do yet list (laughs) and see what are good contenders. I love that. Yeah. We call it a parking lot list, which Mm. uh, I have many of those. I love that. Parking lot ideas. Unfortunately, I'm a parking lot. I'm I'm, I have more parking lots than, than, uh, then I know what to do with, but I, I, I fully get that. Uh, that's a great idea to uh, stick to the plan um, and, and keep people accountable. Um, uh, what, g- give, me, give me an example of one thing that you, uh, that, that you were able to implement on, as it, as it, whether it's yourself or as a team, that you're really proud of. One thing that ha- happened recently that I'm super proud of is... Uh, with my law firm for, for years now, we've used this client portal system. Uh, Brian, you might remember that that's what we really encourage our trademark clients to use so that we're, we're out of sending a bunch of emails back and forth as much as possible because the trademark process can take sometimes a year or more. And so it's really easy to have almost like a trademark version of Facebook Messenger for you to log into, see the whole conversation, uh, and just have that as reference. And over the years, 
one of our biggest pieces of constructive feedback is that has been that that client portal wasn't super easy to use for clients, which we understand. And so over the past quarter, uh, someone on my team took the lead on finding a new software, testing it out, setting it up, and is now transitioning to the new one and letting all of our clients know. Wow. That's... um. It's like autonomous. It's uh, independent thinking. You can't train for that. Right. I mean, you can and you can't. Yeah. You and, and let and that it, person go. Right. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, when you, when you asked me at the beginning about, you know, what was the, the one little thing that's really added over time, I think when I look at how trust has helped the business, you just have to look at my team's accountability chart and you can see that you know, people who I hired years ago just to do this specific, you know, email management or create Google Drive folders for my clients or whatever it is, they've gone from having their name to like a little sub item to taking over a whole box to owning an entire division of the company. You know, there, there's, um, there's so much in that. And the thing that really, uh, really jumps out at me as, as the piece that makes that a winning situation is ownership. So you, you, you completely passed off ownership over, um, a way for them to create and carve out how they see and how they want to vision something themselves. And, and you, you're, you're allowing people to own something rather than, uh, do this monotonous thing every day, which is, which is kind of building them as an, as an, as an entrepreneur a little bit or an intrapreneur. Yeah. Uh, which is what most people leave their jobs for because it's not creative. It's not, it's not, it's not, um, stimulating. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting that you bring that up because something that I'm really excited about is I think that because people like you and in our net, people in our network are spending, you know, years and, and maybe at this point, a decade or more building these online based businesses. I feel like there's this really cool opportunity in the near future and it's happening now where people who aren't happy working a typical nine to five and who maybe aren't as entrepreneurial have this new emerging option of working for more flexible virtual businesses that give them more ownership that also have, uh, uh, in my opinion, a, a better culture around it. And so it gives those intrapreneurs more opportunities to really have fulfilling work. I love it. You know, there's so much, um, there is so much about that that um, could be like its own, co- its own uh, uh, course or its own, its own thing in the world because I think that that's what's lacking uh, from what I see and, and what people really truly desire. Cause, um, there's just like, there's a lot there. We could even talk about that for the next three hours, just on that, that one topic alone. I know. I know. I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for, uh, just as an example, I, I really want my law firm to grow now. And this wasn't a goal when I first started it. 
But now I'm seeing more and more lawyers who are unhappy working at a big law firm and who are kind of interested in this idea of going out on their own. But that seems really heavy. And if I can build a law firm that can give really meaningful work to more lawyers who don't want to work at big law and don't want to go through all of the trouble or fun, as we like to call it, of doing it themselves, well, great, we've got this new option for them. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Well, Joey, what what is next? Uh, that is a really good question. I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and I just have to say, one of the th- reasons why I love talking with Brian is because I think that we are both very connected on this idea that in business, there are no like real right answers. <laughs> and I, I love just being able to talk these ideas out and then kind of flesh them out in more detail. And uh, it's, it's just really, really liberating to talk about entrepreneurship in an environment where ego is to the side and the sense of what you should and shouldn't do is put aside. So we're, we're hoping to continue to double the law firm year after year. And we're hoping to uh, provide more resources that are legal related for either newer businesses who want to go online or for more established business owners who are new to the online world. And the, in terms of what I find fulfilling about all of this, I think in the beginning it was, oh, I just want to be free from a nine to five job. And then there was like, oh, there's this really create, like really cool way to now be creative and get paid to be creative. And then there was like, oh, like I'm actually falling in love with sales now. And I love helping people make that decision to commit to something that, that's going to help them. And I think now I'm, as you can probably tell, Brian, I'm really in that like team building space and I'm finding a lot of fulfillment there. So hopefully will continue to design my calendar and my time to where I'm leading the team and, and also letting go as much as I can. Well, I can't wait. Um, it's always a joy to uh, watch from and from the outside looking in. It it, it looks like you're um, you're having fun, and that's that's the most most important part. And and uh, you're enjoying the process, and and you're and and the most important word there is you're creating it. You're not being a you're not being in reacted reactive mm-hmm. mode by it. Uh, and so, uh, cheers to you for all the great stuff that you've done that you've put in place. And and also, thank you for sharing uh, both the highs and the lows uh, here on what you've gone through to get to where you're at. And congratulations, because there there is no mountaintop. You are always at what you have defined as your own mountaintop. So congratulations for where you're at right now. Oh, thanks, um, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and where can everyone find more out about you or your programs or anything out about you? Thank you. So the, the place where I'm hanging out the most these days is Instagram. You can find me there or elsewhere at Joey C. Vitali. The C is short for Caesar, like the salad. And then uh, if, if anybody needs trademark 
help, uh, you can reach out to IndieLaw.com. We'd love to help you. We're on a mission to uh, file our 500th trademark uh, soon, which we might do by the time this airs. And I do have a program that's not the right fit for everybody. But if you're a course creator or a coach and you're looking for a, a legal strategy to help you get those legal foundations specifically in place for that kind of a business, we've got a program that's for you. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we'll link to all of that in the show notes. And uh, c- congrats on the almost, but what probably will be uh, the 500th. That's amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brian. It's such a pleasure to always talk to you, but I, I love what you're doing. Love this podcast. And uh, thanks for thanks for keeping the the human to human in all of this. Oh, it's it's a, it's a it's a total pleasure. I absolutely love it and love hanging out with you always. We'll have to do it again soon sometime. Sounds good. And, uh, cheers to you. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.